in this episode. Everyone has dated everyone or everyone's hooked up with everyone, so you can't really date someone new. If you hook up, you kind of know what it is. Sometimes it might be more than once. Those are fellow travel nurses, Sergio and Britt, talking about dating, love life, and other stuff. In this episode, you'll hear them talk about their lives and how they are now in the current state of the world. And finally, you'll hear Kirsten talk about emotional cheating. <laughs> Scandalous! This is episode 47 of the Cross Yas podcast. So how about we get it started? Yas! Yas, yas, yas! Yas, 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 yas! Cross Yas podcast, which is I'm here so... Yas! Yas! Yas, 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 yas! Yas, yas, yas! Welcome to the Cross Yas podcast podcast that still says yes to everything related to cross-dressing and gender i'm giselle marisol your cross-dressing host you can still find myself <laughs> you can still find my sexy ass on twitter and instagram at giselle marisol and you'll discover the podcast still on the website www.crossyaspodcast.com that's www.crossyaspodcast.com and if you have opinions on what you hear from today's episode and you probably will and if you want to chime in and you think your personal story is worth sharing on the podcast, cross-dressing, or gender-related, or, you know, whatever, and maybe some of you are tired of lying to yourselves about your cross-dressing or denying your gender or your sexuality, and you're wondering if you can talk to someone about this, well, you know the answer. It's a loud frickin' YES! You can reach out to me, you can hit me up, you can still talk to me because I'm not doing anything right now. Um, tell me your story. I'm ready to listen to it. Just email the podcast, giselle at crossyaspodcast.com. That's G-I-S-E-L-L-E at C-R-O-S-S-Y-A-A-S podcast.com. Happy almost May, guys. It's gonna be May. Stuck at home now. Uh, I finished my contract in San Diego. People working from home. Kirsten's working from home now, still. Uh, so I'm stuck with her. We're playing Animal Crossing. Still playing it. Really fun. Really fun. Stuck yep, we're stuck with each other. I haven't been doing much. It's been hot. We bought an air conditioner. <laughs> it's pretty expensive. I recommend you guys doing uh, staying cool because it's almost the summer. And we're probably stuck in-house for the rest of, I don't know, probably the rest of May and possibly June. Uh, and this COVID-19 stuff will go up probably till summer. Whoa. I think I just figured something out, Beavis. <laughs> what? <laughs> this sucks. Don't really have a yas of the week. But shout out to a lot of the companies giving discounts and uh, other free stuff for healthcare workers and frontline workers. Right now it's for the healthcare people, like nurses and doctors, where you can just show your badge to like, let's say McDonald's, which I've done like a handful of times. And yeah, you get free egg McMuffins or egg and biscuit sandwiches and coffee, tea or fries and stuff. I just feel kind of bad because it's only for healthcare workers. Like, what about the people who are actually working at McDonald's or the people at the grocery stores? Like, don't they deserve something? I don't know. I know they're not maybe exposed to it immediately for COVID-19, but until they ramp up testing, uh, I wouldn't uh, recommend going out as of yet. I know a lot of you guys are struggling and some of the states are slowly reopening businesses up right now, but... I don't know, from a healthcare worker standpoint, or at least from my point of view, maybe um, stay at home for a little bit until we can ramp up the testing and stuff. I know some of you guys are kind of struggling at home, not making any money, but 
we don't know much yet about the virus and I don't know I'm not trying to die so. I like living yeah but thank you guys thank you to McDonald's and other businesses that are staying open and if you're offering free stuff or free discounts or discounts for people who are working out there or people who are fighting for I don't know helping others with COVID and other diseases I don't know thank you guys so I guess they're my ass of the week and that was the yes of the week but in the rest of this episode I talk with Britt and Sergio their love lives dating today's society with COVID-19 and whatnot Sergio goes into a lot of detail about himself about him being a gay man and bringing men home and Britt talks about her own love life about dating in today's society and you know they're talk about their sexual experiences so you guys will enjoy this episode and stay tuned till the end where you can hear kirsten talk about emotional cheating hope you guys like this episode it's episode 47 enjoy hey guys just want to talk about anchor real quick you know i love anchor so much they've helped me so much with this podcast it's free and they have creation tools that allow you to record and edit your own podcast right from your own phone or computer and anchor will distribute your podcast for you so can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Really, guys, it's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. So go ahead and go to it. It's great. Welcome to the Cross the Gas podcast. I have uh, two guests here from work. We're out here in the Bay Area. Do you guys want to introduce yourselves? Hi, my name is Sergio. 25 years old and hi my name is Brittany and I'm 30 years old 30 well welcome guys I asked you guys to be on the podcast because today we're talking about dating and to start off with dating you guys want to talk about how you guys identify sexual preferences that sort of deal so I identify as gay this is Sergio by the way yes Sergio (laughs) here I identify as gay I'm originally from was born in Mexico but grew up in Arkansas and Brit? I would say I identify as bisexual, and I am originally from Louisiana. And so you're gay, Sergio, and you're bisexual, Brit. Do you guys always know that? When did that start? Was that like early in your lives, or was it something you guys had to figure out? For me, it was as long as I've ever known. I feel like since I was like four or five years old, I feel like I've always known. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So... I didn't have, like, an epiphany moment. I feel like it was just, like, always there. Right. Yeah. And you said your parents always knew, though, too. Yeah, right? my mom, whenever I came out, she said that she always knew. So she asked me whenever I was 14 years old. Yeah. And then I've been out since then. Cool. Yeah. And you, Britt? <laughs> How about you? When did you know you were bisexual? Or? Uh, No, mine's been a thing over time. I feel like growing up in the South, you spend a lot of time with people who are very shut down closed off to opening up to that and then once I started moving different places I think I was more open to girls and liked girls and that kind of thing but until you're around I guess like a more accepting place it makes it hard to like to really explain what you identify as Mm. so and in Louisiana that's a lot more difficult than it is. Uh, yeah, I mean, up until this day, my parents still don't know. It's something Ooh. that okay. it's never become a thing, I guess, that we've needed to talk about only because I guess until I'm, if I'm bringing a woman home or, you know, I'm actively dating someone, then I feel like it's a conversation we need to have. But up until now, it hasn't been, I haven't had anything like super serious with a woman in order to like have that discussion. 
Mm, okay. Fun. Yeah. For you, Sergio, would it? I mean, <clears throat> you brought a man home. <laughs> yeah, figure, yeah. 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 Both my parents were very supportive. My dad, it took him a couple years, so we really didn't talk about it since I came out when I was 14. He didn't really mention anything until I was 18 and went to college. He said his way of telling me it was okay is to tell me that I could bring anyone home. And then whenever I met my current husband, I guess, now ex-partner, we would always go to my parents' house for holidays and, you know, weekends and stuff like that. And so was it, and it was an easy transition for you from, did you ever, like, date girls at all? No, never. It was always just men? Yeah, always guys. Okay. (laughs) And how did you meet your, well, ex-partner? We'll go into that later, but how did you meet this man? Through Facebook. So the gay community in Arkansas is very, very small. So on my 21st birthday, he slid into my DMs, wishing me happy birthday, and then we started (laughs) hanging out from there. Yeah. And you've told me he's older than you were? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah, he how? is 17 years older. Was that a shock? I mean, was that something you, like, what attracted you to an older man? Or was it just, like, him? Or was it I don't know old? why. I feel like I've always been, interest, like, attracted to older men. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Brady's over here making yes. things. Uh, yeah. what, would you have something to add, Brady? Like, are you into older men, too? Or is it something, like... Uh, well, we were just talking earlier. Recently, I uh, hit on my neighbor. Nice. And I'm 30. He's 47. Nice. Um, 17 years old. Yep. Yeah. Nice. And it was one of those things where I, I don't know. I never, I've been interested in older men, but never really went for it. And mm. they're just at a completely different spot of their life. And mm. I feel like there's no games. There's none of that. And they're just in the moment and he says what he feels he does what he says and mm-hmm. that's really a nice change from dating younger people ah gotcha yeah gotcha. see in my experience like i really wasn't like very experienced sexually so i feel like i learned a lot from him obviously he had a lot more experience because uh, he was your first sexual partner or you've had sexual no partners i had sexual prior? partners prior but okay. it wasn't like great experiences mm. and then with him i don't know if it was like the chemistry or what but it just was great Mm. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Because um, where you were dating people before him, just similar to your age, and they were yeah. inexperienced, sort of thing. Probably. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. And did uh, did that? Did your neighbor teach you some stuff there, Britt? Uh, <laughs> I mean, at this point, probably not that I didn't already know, but it was a different. I would say like completely different sexual experience because mm-hmm. for him, it wasn't like just about like having sex with me I felt like he was just involved in every aspect of me like paid attention to all the Mm. all the little things he took his time and I think that that's something that a lot of people don't do anymore okay Uh, now you're both from different parts of the U.S. Sergio here is from Arkansas and Richard from Louisiana you're now living in San Francisco in the Bay Area what is that transition has been for you i know for you sergio you just moved out i just moved out like three (laughs) weeks ago yeah so everything's been shut down since i've been here so i don't think i've gotten the bay experience (laughs) just yet i've just been going home and to work and back and forth so i'm excited to see what how things are when everything opens up post yeah yeah Yeah. and how about you Bray? you've been here how long have you been here since september of 2019? Mm-hmm. Mm. Well, I've had an array, I would say, of experiences, but yeah. a lot of what you I've noticed what you get in the city is I don't want to settle down, I don't want to have anything, and it's kind of hard in dating just because 
at my age, it's kind of where I'm at in my life. And, and how old are you, Bryn? How old are you? 30. <laughs> so you meet a lot of people that are late 20s, 30s that still don't want to settle down. So I think that that's a, something different in the city versus like the South. The South, everyone wants to settle down and, you know, have kids and stuff. And I feel like you move to a bigger city and it's not their priority until way later in life. Mm-hmm. And you, Sergio, you said you settled down pretty early, too, with your guy. Yeah, so we were married for two years. And like she was saying, in the South, it's, like, expected for you to, like, be settled down, have kids. And I thought that was going to be my experience, too. I thought I was going to live in Arkansas forever, have kids there and everything. But now that's taking a little different turn, so I'm excited to see where it's going to head. See what's out there. Yeah. True, true. All right, so let's approach the dating aspect. So I guess Britt would know a little more because she's done the, the dating like scene here, at least in the Bay Area, and I think for most of the world now is apps. Like dating apps mm-hmm. are very popular. I know maybe some of you guys, have, maybe you've used this, or maybe some of you listeners have used it. Maybe, Britt, you want to elaborate on your <laughs> dating app experience a little bit? I've done like Hinge and Bumble, and I think... It's it's hard to find, I feel like, someone of substance, but when you find that person, it tends to be very good and move very fast, mm-hmm. but right. I also think that, in a sense, will scare people away, too. Mm-hmm. But I'll say the city has a plethora of people. It's different than where I'm from. Where I'm from, you date who you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, everyone knows everyone. So here, you can meet so many different people and if I never want to see people again I don't have to so true true it's it's nice to date in a big city but you've had success with certain dates just so like um yeah yeah I've had a couple times where I've seen someone you know like more long term it's just it kind of always ends the same way it always Mm. ends with I'm not ready for a relationship I don't know what I want you know when things start to get a little bit more serious is kind of when they pull away Oh, okay. So you're saying your people are like in the late 20s, lower 30s are saying that? Is it, do you think because they're just moving to the city and like are just now getting to be here? I guess like coming out of college and moving here? No, because I think like, you know how, I mean, LA is, this is pretty similar. Mm -hmm. Like my brother lives in LA, Mm -hmm. my brother's 36 and he has no intentions of being married or having kids anytime soon. Gotcha. And so I think... That's also what the city is here too. That's it's, interesting. People yeah. don't want to yeah. settle down. Have you like, had any success with the dating apps? Uh, so I just downloaded Tinder and nice. the League, and it's very very different than. I mean, back home, back home, I had Tinder before I met uh, my ex. What like five years ago? And there, you can get on and go through swipe right or left on people in like three minutes, and then you run out of people to swipe yeah. on. <laughs> And then, like, sometimes the closest person is, like, 100 miles away. So it's very, very different. Here, you literally never run out of people to (laughs) swipe on. (laughs) Yeah, and then the league, they only give you three. So it's been an interesting change. For those who don't know, I don't actually know what the league is. What exactly is the league in terms of an app? Like, do you want to describe that or explain what that is? Um, You have to be approved to be on it. So I have it as well. I just, I didn't like it as much because you're not getting they suggest the people for you so they kind of try and match you with people and then if you're not interested in any of them 
you don't get any more matches until like the next day. Mm -hmm. They give you like a new batch of people. And then you both have to, you know, like like each other, just like any other app. But it's already preset for you. And how do they determine who you get with? Like, is it like, do you give a profile of like what you're into or what you like? Yeah, they ask you a bunch of questions. Mm -hmm. And then depending on your similarities and like what you like and don't like, they kind of match you that way. What I've liked about it is that I felt like, like you have to be approved to be on it. So I feel like they, I don't know if they do like, look at your social media to make sure you're yeah. a real person. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like okay. verify you, I guess. Yeah. And they verify mm-hmm. like your job. And yeah, yeah. Oh, too. okay. And is it expensive? Is lead expensive? Like you have to pay a certain amount mm-hmm. for it? It's free. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Let's get sponsored. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you guys want to sponsor me. I mean, that's cool. And with, with the dating apps, what exactly are you guys looking for? What is your like goal in the dating apps? Are you guys looking just to date? Are you guys looking just to hook up? Are you guys looking for substance like is it are would you consider an app something to be like yeah i can't wait to find my future husband i think it could be something of substance if Mm -hmm. you find the right person but you also don't know the people that you're swiping on how they're viewing the app Mm -hmm. so it's like they might say they want a relationship but then Mm -hmm. you start dating them and they actually don't so Mm -hmm. i think you have to view it and want the same things at the same time for it to work I mean, right now I'm just looking to like, I guess, meet people, and then if something else happens, then it'll happen. But I'm not looking for something like in particular. I feel like. But is that that was your goal when you first got on it? Was to just be like, all right, let's just. I was just wanted, yeah. I just wanted to download it and see what it was. I mean, what it was, yeah. All the, yeah, fuss was about. It's easy to meet people (laughs) on it when you go to a new city. So travel nursing, you go city to city, and it's easier to just, like, meet friends on there. Mm -hmm. Even if it doesn't work out romantically, a lot of people I've stayed friends with. You stay in touch, and it just ends up being, I don't know, something you can just connect with people on Mm -hmm. that you otherwise wouldn't be able to. Yeah, like networking, I guess, too. Yeah, networking. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Because, like, (laughs) we've talked about, like, like, certain apps – are there just to hook up, yeah. right? Yeah, like Grinder. Yeah, yeah, like Grinder. Yeah. I don't know if you want to explain Grinder there, <laughs> Sergio. So Grinder is pretty much like an app where you can know by, like, I guess, by the foot how long or how Jesus. how far away someone is. <laughs> oh, I thought you meant how big their dick was. Sorry. I mean, I guess you could. <laughs> oh, okay. No, um, I haven't been on it in like five years, but um, oh, so you have used it. I have used it. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. with it with success or with just. No, back home it was just again it was there was no variety of people on there. And what is the, what is the typical gay person in Arkansas? Like, I mean, you were around there. Like, um, <laughs> are they very stereotypical, or is it? When I think Arkansas, I think I don't know. What do you white think? dude? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, so it's pretty. Oh, yes. I don't know. Majority Caucasian male in their thirties, forties. That's kind of overweight, redneck. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Am I my off base? I don't know. Sorry, Arkansas fans who are listening to. No, I mean, I feel like the majority. Yes, it is Caucasian mm-hmm. people. Because you're um, a Hispanic male, right? Yeah. And you said you moved to Arkansas. We talked, and you said you moved to Arkansas, and you were like, you felt yes. like so. Well, I was, yeah. Well, I was six when I moved there. Grew up in Arkansas, so. I was always the minority. Like, mm. there was no other, like... Like, there is a variety, but not that that not that many, I guess. Mm. Like, it's, like you said, majority Caucasian. Yeah. White. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> not, and, a, not a big variety. But the dating, you said, is just... 
it's so small that you'd have to go yeah out of- so the dating pool there is so small i describe it like it's very it's almost like incest because you know everyone everyone <laughs> oh, everyone has dated everyone or everyone's hooked up with everyone so you can't really date someone new without like your friend have talked to them or dated them yeah. or you know so it's it's a difficult time yeah mm. That's why I didn't want to, like, even have dating apps whenever I was there, whenever I broke oh, up with I my see. ex, yeah. I see. Mm-hmm. Hmm. And so for you, uh, Britt, you've hooked up on these Tinder, what side have you had the most hookups on, or apps have you uh... And what does a hookup constitute for you guys? Like, let's go into that, delve that in deeper. Does that mean you just fucked one night and did the walk of shame the next morning, or what no, is that? No, <laughs> I mean, you still, like, go on a date or two and just... If you hook up, you kind of know what it is. Sometimes it might be more than once. Other times it just, like, is what it is. But I feel like if that's what you're going into it for, then I find a lot of people are just, you know, a little disinterested after. They're like, hey, got what I want, moving (laughs) on. Um, But I don't really go into it like that anymore. If it happens, if, like, it happens, like, naturally because we're just really interested in each other, but we're not going into it like this is only a hookup kind of thing. Um, maybe in the past I would have, but not so much anymore. Yeah, you you get over that really quick. Right, right. Honestly, right. I feel like I've gone on like dates with girls just so they can eat. Like like I paid for like just dinner and then I never see them again. But I'm like maybe she was just hungry. I don't know. <laughs> the other thing we talked about was sugar daddies too. Like you know people who have like yeah. I don't know if you guys want to talk about that or I mean especially with social media now you just see so many people with sugar daddies that are all over the world and just having the <laughs> time of their <laughs> life it looks like <laughs> and for those who are uneducated what's a sugar daddy Sergio? um i guess a sugar daddy i guess it doesn't have to be an older man but someone that i guess gives you money for mm-hmm. exchange for it can be i guess just as company or i guess some people have like sexual favors of, i don't know exchange so. Do you know any uh, sugar? Do you wish you were sugar? <laughs> sugar no, baby. I mean, I know I have a couple of girlfriends from college yeah. who, you know, had sugar daddies. And, I mean, he's totally right. They always were driving the Range Rover and they never worked. And, mm-hmm. you know, they always had the nice of the nice. Some were having sex with them. And other times it was just they just needed to be seen with them at events mm-hmm. and things like that. Mm-hmm. So... I mean, whatever you're into, I feel like you can make it work with anyone that's like a sugar daddy because everyone's going to want something completely different going into it. Uh, I haven't talked about this experience, but actually, like, I almost was kind of catfished at one point with some dude who actually wanted a sugar, like, mama or whatever. Like, uh-huh. he offered, and this was like, this is kind of shitty, but he kind of offered to pay for surgery and all this other stuff. Ooh, I can't wait to, like, give you boobs and all this other stuff. And I remember almost going through with it. We had talked a bunch on Kick. I don't know if you guys know what Kick is. It's, mm-hmm. like, a one of these online chat room things. And he showered me with ideas. Was like, oh, man, I can't. I'd love to do that, to get paid to just be seen as basically as bimbo or yep. as bitch. To be like, hey, you're going to pay to provide a surgery and all this other stuff. And I almost, this was, like, post-breakup with my last girlfriend. Yeah. And then he just, like, ghosted me after. So I was, like, I was so gung-ho and ready to do that. But to be, like... Nah, but I was so close. <laughs> was that here? In- that was here in San Francisco. Because he, I mean, he, it's really easy, guys. You got to watch what you, like, see online. But I remember, like, he was just saying, yeah, I was looking for somebody to pay. I'll give you money if you just live with me and take care of my dog or whatever. And I'll pay for your boob job. And all you have to do is, like, yeah. 
So close, guys. So wow. close. Yeah. Wow. I know. So, I mean, I, I, I have dreams or, like, that would be, you know, the ultimate, I don't know for you guys, like, a goal of just being lazy and just, I don't know, yeah. right? If somebody's going to pay you tons right. of money just to be lazy and, I don't know, it seems like a... Why wouldn't you? Right? <laughs> I don't know. But, yeah, there's apparently gay men that have that too, right? Yeah, there's... I feel like in the gay community, it's very common, especially amongst younger gay people that look great especially like on instagram they get approached on there a lot i've heard (laughs) (laughs) but you've never done you've I've never done no i've had to work all this this whole time it's unfortunate (laughs) yeah i know look at us us working our butts off (laughs) so right now in the midst of all this covid whatnot how has dating pre-covid and now dating during COVID. We don't know how post-COVID will look like, but mm-hmm. what is the experience pre-coronavirus COVID and like during right now? What has that been for you? I don't know if you want to start. I feel like it's been a little awkward now uh-huh. just because when you meet people on the apps, you'll talk, but it's weird because they can't really ask you to go on dates. You can't go get a drink somewhere. Right. So it's like you have to like go over to their house, which is strange in order, <laughs> you know, like so to see each other. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, otherwise you're like, want to go walk in the park? I mean, I guess you could <laughs> oh, do that, that's but it's just, sweet. That's yeah, it's sweet. Kind of, I mean, that's what me and my neighbor did. But, oh, of course, so, they did other things. <laughs> <laughs> um, I feel like a lot of people now you'll talk to them and they just like, it kind of fizzles out because they never ask you on a date because they don't know how to. They don't know how to naturally progress it. And then a lot of them don't want to have a video date because it's awkward to them. I've even asked a couple people and they're just like, I don't, you know, like they just kind of stir around it. You can tell it's just weird for them. And I'm like, I, it's like a FaceTime. Like yeah, you would yeah, think it would right, be so right. chill. I'm like, just grab a beer or a glass of wine and have a conversation with me. Mm. But most people won't. They it's just weird to most people. How about you? How about you, Sergio? What so is- pre, I guess COVID, like I hadn't really been on a date or anything. And then since I downloaded Tinder, I've matched with a couple people and we've talked on there. I did FaceTime with this guy a couple of times. He's super nice. I feel like we're gonna be really good friends. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. <laughs> is that I what know. you want? Yeah, I was like, wait, is that what you're looking for? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, like, until I think we meet, I don't... Right now, we just seem like we're having a great friendship. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Which is not bad. Like, I was um, honestly on there looking, to, like, I said, I don't know. I really don't know what I was looking for. But finding friends really isn't bad. Because I really don't know anyone here. Mm. So, That's true. Because yeah. you moved from right to here. Yeah. So that was cool. <laughs> yeah. Do you think post-COVID it'll be the same or different like it was pre-COVID for dating? Or I don't know, what do you guys think life will kind of look like with the dating scene? Um, I feel like it'll... Do you think you can go out and it's like, hey, let's go to a bar. You're like uh, six feet away. I feel <laughs> like it will be fine eventually. But yeah. I also feel like when the bands lift and we can go and do stuff, it's everyone's just going to run rampant. I feel like everyone's <laughs> just going to want to be out and about and doing stuff. And yeah. there are going to be those few that are a little scared to do, you know, like to do things and all that. But like for the most part, if anything, me and my roommate both said it's going to be like fuckboy central yeah, kind right, of thing. True, everyone's just going to want to go out and yeah. have sex. And, right. you know, no one's going to be focusing on having a relationship. They <laughs> right, just want right. to be touching another body <laughs> and loving on someone and I didn't even think about that yeah, yeah. I feel yeah. like that's what it's gonna be after yeah I mean I just Perfect don't have much you. experience with dating <laughs> yeah you're such so. a <laughs> well 
Well, because you're 25 <laughs> yeah. and you were in a two-year marriage, mm-hmm. which for anyone who's not, I don't know, maybe just from California or to be married in, in this, maybe this like century or this like societal like thing with so many options out there to get married maybe it's a southern thing to get married Mm -hmm. so young you were saying that people in high school get married like yeah like i had friends like literally as soon as we graduated from high school they got married now have like two or three kids have a house like in our my age they're like completely settled and will live there stay there will never leave and their kids will grow up there going to the same church they grew up going to like same it's like yeah. yeah it's like a repetitive thing it like doesn't and is it and is that is that pressure from family is that a religious thing i think it's is more it of a, like a not cultural like, but it's like a societal yeah. thing down there it mm-hmm. it is very much so you're you're there to i mean in reality you're there to like have a family make babies have you know that's always been the southern way and mm. you know an older southern way was that like a man was supposed to support a woman right so right, a lot of right. families are still that way as well mm-hmm. so mm. it's just a lot of old views that kind of haven't really changed right. so i people i went to high school with now have like five kids and <laughs> you know it's crazy to look back because i'm sure there was a lot of times i could have been married as well but it was never anything i wanted in my 20s and it's Mm. if you stay home and you don't move from home there's nothing else to do that's you're gonna feel the pressure from everyone else to settle down to have kids yeah because you were saying like you're the anomaly in like from the south you're a 30 year old white it's white catholic girl who never had kids got married early you kind of moved away from home you did everything that you weren't supposed to and now are you are you seen as like a pariah from like I mean yeah like you know I I see I know a lot of people from home are proud just because of like my career has Mm. excelled because I haven't focused on relationships but also you know I also feel like people look at you like what's wrong with you like why aren't you settled down why aren't you like I haven't had a serious relationship in six years and so that's, I mean, I've dated people, but that's also been a choice of mine. Got it. So that's abnormal for people from the South, hmm. for sure. Like, my parents always ask, like, if they're going to have grandkids. and But I have an older brother and an older sister, and my sister's 34, my brother's 36, and we're all single, No, never been <laughs> no married, never like... had kids. So I'm like, it ain't just me. Right, right, right. It's, no it's definitely, I think none of us wanted to be tied in the southern ways we all wanted to have a life of our own and make those choices when we were ready i see is that the same for you sergio like you i mean you moved out of the south because you didn't think you'd ever move out of arkansas yeah no whenever i got married i thought i was gonna stay there forever be married have kids have a house be settled there yeah which i mean i still want to settle down at some point and have kids and stuff but i think i want to experience being out here and yeah. you know seeing different things i think yeah all right well let's talk serious relationships since brit over there is talking about she hasn't been in a serious relationship <laughs> start with you sergio you were married, <laughs> married <laughs> from yeah. 23 to 25 yeah do you want to just talk about what that was like because i'm interested because i'm getting married supposedly uh-huh. later this year like but, what my life was like yeah what i mean how did that like 
did he propose and was like, hey, let's get married because you're gay, I'm gay, let's, let's no, do this. And then um, what happened? You guys aren't actually, together like, now? not a lot like, of people know or, oh. yeah, knew that we were married. Hmm. Just because it's, like, part of the South, it was very, it's not... It's still not a, like a normal thing to see two guys get married, so which is crazy. <laughs> to, at yeah. least from maybe in from a California sense, yeah. Because we got gay people married all the time, mm-hmm. which is like to you, it's like oh, it's weird. No, yeah, yeah it's a very like recent thing mm-hmm. there, and so we just went to Chicago, and we didn't tell anyone that we were getting married, and then even by the time, I mean, whenever we broke up, only a handful of my friends knew we were married, but none of his mm-hmm. like clients or friends knew and you had to go to chicago because it's illegal in arkansas to get married no so we went there just okay. so no one would find out that we got married oh uh-huh. i see okay <laughs> but is it legal i don't know if it had anything it is it. legal in arkansas yeah okay mm-hmm. i see yeah but the societal pressure or the yeah i think it was the, yeah and just the close-mindedness of everyone and we lived together for three years and then our day-to-day was pretty normal like I would go to work he would go to work on my days off I would like cook clean like have just a normal yeah. like day-to-day life so you're saying gay people are normal normal <laughs> <laughs> yeah I mean like on Friday night we would just like stay and cook watch a movie yeah, yeah. we didn't really do anything which is weird I mean it's really cool because then you know there's always these perceptions that gay people are different mm-hmm. than everybody else so right. you guys must be partying or doing gay shit all the right. time and yeah, you're like yeah. no we're doing no we're just normal <laughs> Uh, yeah. But what made the decision to get married? What was it? Was it the societal pressure? The like, hey, we're twenty three, you're forty, you're forty. No, I think it's because we wanted to like pretty much start building a life together, and also like we also separated because we wanted like had different goals in mind. I, for one, like want kids for sure. Whenever we were first dating, he said he never wanted them, and then. That was, like, a big issue, so we almost separated then. Mm. And then he was like, okay, like, I'm, like, willing to have a kid with you, you know, mm. so we can stay together. But then, like, so then we got married just because of, you know, trying to build that. Sure. And then after a while, just, we obviously just separated because mm-hmm. of other things. You want to yeah. talk about that, Sergio? Or <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to go into depth about that, Sergio? Because sure. I think the podcast would like to listen about uh <laughs> We go, we go deep into this, I guess. Go ahead, go ahead. Uh. It was just, he was, like, talking to other people, not super faithful, I guess, in my eyes. Or anyone's eyes. Or anyone's eyes, yeah. <laughs> was he, emo- okay, so I want to, I'll do that in another episode, but was he emotionally cheating? Or I think was it was, physically I think cheating? it was emotionally, yeah. Mm. Never knew anything about physically, but, yeah. I think to me, like, we had multiple conversations about this, and, you know, I said, like, if I was doing this, I don't think it would, I don't think you'd be reacting as, you know, right, as right. cool as I am right now. Right. <laughs> but, so we had multiple occasions of that. And then after a while, he was like, you know, I don't want to have kids. So that was like, I think the, the, where I drew the line because that's something that I it's really do want. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. So from there, we just separated in November. And right now we're going through like the whole process. Mm. Uh huh. Mm. Yep. Sorry, I, sorry if you. That's pretty good information. There. <laughs> Just because, like, I, I mean, I talk about like serious relationships too, because right. there are deal breakers. I feel like if there's such a thing that you're so gung ho about, if you want to have kids mm-hmm. and the other person doesn't, there's no way. I mean, I don't that's think... a big. Yeah. Yeah, and then I mean, like the whole 
like emotionally cheating I think is also like huge and I think like social media too was like a big thing what do you mean what just like talking to other people on there oh, and stuff like that I see. yeah so that's where I like saw most of the stuff yeah but yeah not yeah. cool not cool how about you uh have you had any serious relationships or anything you want to delve into about? Uh, yeah. I think I had a similar situation to Ooh. his. I had a four-year relationship. Four years. We met when I was very young in college, and he played for a hockey team I danced for. We were friends for a while before we ended up starting to date, and I kind of stuck with him as he worked his way up, and he ended up playing in like the NHL, and Whoa. he cheated a lot. And I, when you're that young, he was my first love. I was so naive and so many red flags that I just didn't want to see. I ignored mm-hmm. them for years until you know it got to be the very end, and it got ugly really quick. And you know, women messaging me about it. You know, at that point, you can't really run from it. You can't hide from it. I had to accept for what it was. And, you know, he lied as, like, the best liar ever. And it was just kind of one of those things where it sucked when it happened, but I'm happy it happened because Mm -hmm. it just taught me a lot about relationships and kind of what to look for and what not to. But it also kind of makes you a little bit jaded. So Mm. I don't trust like I used to. I don't you know, believe in people's intentions. I believe in their actions and a lot of people don't follow through. So I think it just, it kind of warps you uh, Mm -hmm. quite a bit for the rest of your life. And, you know, I do trust now. It's just, it takes time, a lot Mm -hmm. of time. And, you know, now I've been single for a while, but I have dated people and I'm known as like the runner and I run from commitment and feelings and things like that and I don't I never thought that I was but hindsight looking back every time something was good or I could have had something I just found a reason for it to end because I didn't truly trust their intentions I was like okay I feel like I would be with this person for a couple years and then they'll do me wrong as well Hmm. so it's you know kind of a protective mechanism to not be in a relationship and you're okay with that like is that something that it's something I'm like working working on like actively working on I think up until the last like year I haven't been truly ready to date until now mm-hmm. like to date someone for the right reasons not just to have someone in my life but right. to like develop a life with someone so it's a lot different I feel like people are just dating to date and they have no end goal and I feel like right. you have to go into it knowing what you're going into it for so yeah yeah now I um, I mean like you were saying now that I look back or whenever I had time to reflect on stuff, it's like there's so many like red flags mm-hmm. that I could have seen or that I could have, you know, avoided. Yeah. But now it's, I mean, I feel like it was like a really good learning lesson of, and taught me like what I want out of someone and a partner. So I, I just see it as a learning learning lesson. And the fact is both you guys are relatively young. Mm-hmm. Sergio over here is 25, guys. A good looking dude, <laughs> a good looking man, and he's... He's loved and lost, but this guy's going to be a hot commodity here in San Francisco. <laughs> yeah. And Britt over here is only 30. She's turning, you're turned 30. 31. 31 this yeah. year. But you've done your, you know, you've done your, your business and you've uh-huh. lived your life. Sure. But like we, Sergio was talking, at least you figure this out now. Yes. Versus figuring this out five years down the line, 10 years down the line. Right. Where you guys hear cases of 
mistresses or something they find out when they're like 45 exactly. 50 when they have two kids when they have yeah. a mortgage when they have all this like committed stuff so already yeah. so now that you know you guys have figured it out early i mean unfortunately you guys had to figure it out it sucks mm-hmm. but you guys are like happier ish now right i don't know yeah, you guys yeah. oh <laughs> yeah i mean like i okay. still like i was like super like devastated and almost went into like a smaller like a, a little bit of a depression and i just had a really good support system like mm-hmm. best friends back home that really helped me get through it and now i feel like i'm in a much better space mentally especially like with the distance i feel like I really needed that distance right. to really get my mind in that better space. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You too, you're happy now over there, Miss TikToker over. Yeah, I yeah. <laughs> I spend a lot of time working on me and you know, I firmly believe in like therapy and all those mm-hmm. things to really dive into the issues you have and why you have them and a lot of mine stemmed from childhood to right. now and you know, it takes a lot of time to work on it, but I think I am like the happiest I've ever been because I'm happy with me. I don't really like need anyone in my life. If someone happens to be there, cool. But if not, it's, you know, another day for me. Which brings us to one of my interesting parts is uh, we talked about this, but now that you're in the happier states of your lives, guys, we want to talk about hoeing it out or hoeing yourselves out. <laughs> what does that mean? Well, Britt will probably know a little more about hoeing yourselves out. What does that mean to you, Britt? Uh, I mean, I think it's just <laughs> going like going into things within the intentions of it being just sex. And mm-hmm. a lot of people are really into that. And I've yes. also had those situations <laughs> end up being something great. Like oh. you hook up for a while and then you kind of realize you like each other. And <laughs> that it can either be really messy or it can be fine if you both feel the mm-hmm. same way. But I think we live in a hookup culture. That's all what people want to do. And so it's, I always tell people it's a, a special kind of hell whenever you want a relationship in this culture because it's, it's hard. You have to really find the people that have the right intentions. But, you know, I've, especially after my four year relationship ended, I had a year where I just, I feel like had sex with a lot of people and, I didn't have any emotions towards it. You okay. just do it yeah. just to do it. Like, yeah. I was just doing it because I could. And I look back, and I'm like, eh, it was probably got a little messy. <laughs> but at the time, it's just like I was so hurt, and I was so mm-hmm. numb that all you, all I really wanted was just that physical connection, and that was it. I didn't want mm-hmm. anything more than that. And is it because he didn't, the, your four-year lover or whatever, didn't give it to you? Why did you need that physical, like... Well, this was because I was just, like, heartbroken from him. Mm -hmm. So it was, you know, I don't know. You still crave that attention from other people. Oh, okay, okay. But you don't crave the relationship side. I didn't want to have feelings for them or nothing. I literally just wanted to have sex with them and leave. (laughs) And Mm -hmm. that's pretty much what I lived for a while. Mm -hmm. And, you know, after doing that for a while, it kind of gets old, yeah, and yeah. so, but now I feel like living in San Francisco and dating and all of that, it's it just happens. Like sometimes you just meet someone and you have that instant connection. And I don't believe in like having to feel like I need to wait anymore. Like, oh, how many dates have we gone on? I'm like, if I have yeah. that attraction to them, I'm gonna go for it. Cause you mm-hmm. just, I feel like never know where it could go. And is that attraction physical or both physical and personality? Like, I feel like it's. It's physical. I mean, you have to physically be attracted to him, but now it's more so of like 
the mental aspect, like what are they bringing to the table, mm-hmm. who they are mm-hmm. as a person. Right. So at this point, I get a good gauge of people pretty quick. Okay. And okay. I either know if I like you or I don't. And hmm. I don't like that many people, so if I like you, I just run with you it. Go with it? Yeah. Okay. How about you, Sergio? Have you hoed it out yet? Have you hoed yourself out yet? I have not. I like everyone talks about that hoe phase, and I just haven't had that hoe phase yet. Or I don't know if I ever will. Right now, um, yeah, you seem like too nice of a guy to hoe it up. <laughs> I don't know. I, I get that for like vibe from you that you're like, eh, I don't really, you know. You just I yeah. Don't know. Well, I've never done that, and like especially after this four-year relationship, it just I can't even imagine like right now like. Like, I could go on a date, but it just, I feel like it would be so, I would feel very awkward to hook up with someone. Mm. And I don't know why that is. I don't know if it's because I'm still, like, hurt from everything that happened Mm -hmm. to where, like, my ex actually, like, went on a date with this guy literally not even 12 hours after we broke up. Yikes. I hadn't even moved out or anything, so. Wow. Yeah, so I can't move on that fast, so I don't know when when or if that'll happen, if I'll have that hope face. Well, I don't know if it's the same for Brit, but <laughs> are you not sexually, like, are you, would you say you're, a, like, a horny person or sexually, like, yeah. want, you are, but you're, yeah. you don't want it from others? Or I, I, mean, I mean, I don't I don't know if I just want it from, like, a random person. I think um, I would have to have that connection. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But, and, like, right now, obviously, I should, you Okay can't. over there, miss, like, <laughs> I'm gonna fuck. Well, yeah, those people you were fucking like did you know that for you know like a year yeah but like I'm also like a hopeless romantic at heart so you don't Uh, forget that aspect of you so I still I I know that in the back of my mind I still wanted them to want that connection with me Mm. but it was easy for me to tell myself that I that wasn't what I was looking for okay and if it happened it happened but it's easier to go into it you know I was numb but it's you protect yourself a lot more if you go into it just saying, oh, like I'm not looking for anything. But mm. now when I have hookups, it's not a, just a hookup to me. It's because I see something in them that I could see long term. So it becomes something mm. more now. Like I don't just like okay. hook up with them because I can. I hook up with them because there's definitely like more depth to who they are as a person and someone I could maybe see myself like with. So it. It changes. Okay. okay. Except the neighbor, obviously. Yeah, well. you just <laughs> Speaking of, like, some random thing, we watched this as, on Netflix, but do you guys believe Love is Blind then, or do you guys actually need that physical... Would you guys succeed in that show, or would you be like... Oh, I would totally succeed. <laughs> <laughs> would you, though? I would, would love you? to be behind a wall and have someone on the other side that I can, I mean, completely open up to and yeah. say my life... All the things that you typically would hide from the normal person, just like open up completely and see how someone reacts. Like if, you know, like, I feel like if you open up like that and someone's just as, they're opening up as well and just as accepting, it kind of sets a precedent for your relationship moving forward. So I feel like that makes the physical connection that much stronger because you already have such a foundation that you've built on. So I I love it. I love the damn show. I really I don't know. Like from the gay friends that I have and from their experiences of dating, it feels like in the gay community it's very like dating is very shallow. So it's obviously not everyone. Yeah. But for the <laughs> yeah. most part it is. So 
I don't know if that show would be very successful with gay couples. Oh, is it because 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 gay people are shallow? Because <laughs> like, they are they are physically. I mean, yes and no. I mean, I would like to say that I would succeed, but I don't know, honestly. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it would be very very interesting to just get to know someone, and like she said, build a connection and then go from there. So when you guys are on these apps, and obviously it's a picture in their profile or whatever, mm-hmm. but if, with Tinder it's just like or Grinder, I'm sure it's just like a picture. Do you? Looks are what gets you first, right? Is that what? Yeah. Yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah. Looks get you first, Mm -hmm. but then what next? Like, are you guys looking for them to, like, I don't know, not be a, I don't know, not be a dick or just be like. Well, you go on a date. It's just to see if you're, if you're just attracted to them. Because I feel like I can be attracted to them physically and then seeing them in person, I feel like, oh, no. Like, I'm really not, you know, depending on how they hold themselves, how they speak, their career, like the things they're passionate about, when you finally really start learning them, Mm -hmm. it definitely will change the attraction. You're either more into them and want to see them again, or I'm just completely like, nope, I don't want to see them again. And it's a pretty quick thing. Hmm. Yeah, because I mean, someone could be like super attractive in their pictures, but if their personality is horrible, then that just makes them an an ugly person to me, in my eyes. So I feel like their personality is a big, big thing. If they're passionate about something, I want them to be like passionate about their job or about something. I don't know. To be driven, have goals. I don't know. But they need a good photo for her. <laughs> like that's the thing, right? I mean, some like, people on that's the like apps the are... hook that gets you. It's like the picture, but then like what reels you in is their, you know, them themselves. I also feel like some of them are so cute. They just pick the worst photos. <laughs> like you might not have that experience. Yeah, Sergio will not. Holy crap! Yeah, like not. I'm yeah. like, I feel like this person's cute, but his photos look like they're from 08. Yeah. I'm like, and it's like, like a group who, of them, right? Yeah, who chose these? Yeah. They're like blurry, or they all have sunglasses on, right. and that just shows me like you're probably not that cute. But right, sometimes right. I've been like on the fence about someone and I'll start talking to them and I meet them in person, I'm like, oh my God, he's so attractive, but his pictures were so iffy. Right, So right. I think they just maybe need guess, a little help. I guess I'll have to take that into consideration. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that their like, yeah. Bad. Right. Yeah. The nice thing about Hinge is sometimes they can post like a video of themselves or, or they something. they can connect their what is Hinge? Uh, Instagram. You know what Hinge is? No. Hinge, it's like, pretty much like made they do it for relationships it's like Um, a it's like so that's how i met my fiance it's it's just like any other dating app mm -hmm. but instead of just like photos Mm -hmm. they can post a movie quote that they like or a or a gif of themselves recently copied them so bumble wasn't like that originally bumble was just pictures and you had a like a like a bio and I think now they recently changed it and like added like where you can put a couple questions Uh they got that from hinge so Hinge originally started a couple questions where you could like learn about each other. Yeah, wow. Which is nice because with um, with when you have a question that you're mm-hmm. actually asking, like you can actually gauge information from somebody. Like from how I met my fiance is mm-hmm. like she posted a video of her singing like best part, which was like I was like and she's a really good singer. And then I was like, oh, you sing really well. And I posted on mine was a Friends quote with uh, I don't know if you guys watch Friends. You guys mm-hmm. watch Friends? Yeah. Mm-hmm. When Joey talks about like. I was walking through the Mount Tibidabo or whatever, that whole thing, and I posted that, and she laughed at that. And, yeah. like, and so we related off that sort yeah. of thing. So, which is better than Tinder, which is just your photo and your, yeah. like, your abs or your fucking thing. But which is... I feel like the people that I, like, 
have been swiping right on at least they have a paragraph about them or something interesting you know i feel like that adds to the. but i I feel like the thing with a lot of these apps is instant like is first impressions immediately like you said if your photo's super blurry and you're like yeah well what how did i know your personality was great if like i saw your face with sunglasses or something yeah Yeah. but i feel like first impression is, is like everything i mean like as soon as you meet someone i feel like that first impression already is like engraved in your mind and you already have like perceptions true but like in order to swipe right on somebody if your picture looks oh, like yeah, shit yeah. <laughs> yeah i typically I gotcha. go off like the first photo now oh. like I, a lot of times i won't even scroll because i'm like if your fo- first photo should be something that's like captivating it's got to want keep someone scrolling mm-hmm. so if your first photo is like a blurry, awful photo of yourself. I'm like, nope. If you can't right. pick pictures of yourself, how do you do anything yeah. else in your life? Like, you should be presenting the best part of yourself on an app. My Tinder or like, yeah. some people write nothing better. in their bio. Yeah. Or they mm. just put, I'm here, like, I'm here just because. Like, yeah, I'm here for a good time, I'm not, not a long time. Yeah. Like, but you know, they yeah, just yeah. put, like, they're here because they're bored or something. So what, like, so what are you guys looking for in, like, profile photos? Like, what is it that will captivate you guys to make you say, okay, cool, I will swipe right on this person, I will... For me, their smile. I Like, I'm a big, like, teeth and smile person. So, like, if they have a great smile, that's a big thing for me. Mine's, a like, a strong jawline. Yeah. I don't know <laughs> why... Jawlines, guys. Um, jawline. A jawline, and then I also Biceps. I like to be able to tell that they <laughs> yeah, that they I like to be able to tell that they like the outdoors, okay. and that they're into fitness. They like to take care of themselves because if I can't really get that vibe, yeah, it I'm like a little iffy on it. But not the shirtless selfie. No, the... <laughs> no, I don't like, and they I I will swipe like... left if they're all selfies. I don't uh, like that. Okay, it makes me feel like you don't have friends, you don't have mm. a life, like. Oh. I don't. I don't like it. It gives me so weird vibes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Why? Well, I, I don't know. I'm just <laughs> I like, like getting everyone's perception. Oh, okay. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. Got it. Because I mean, you're right. Like when I was on it too. Like I was on Hinge because Hinge was the most like cohesive because you could get more information than just this like yeah. three selfies and stuff. Like, mm. well, how much can I tell? Yeah, they're with like a panda or something, or they're at the zoo with a giraffe. Like, cool, that's yeah. nice. Or, oh, they're baking a cake or something. Like, mm-hmm. that's kind of. Fun. But also, I hated the ones with like thirty people in one photo. Like, which which one were you? Uh, yeah. Like, which one was I was I supposed to know that was you? Sorry, I didn't know. Like, sure. I don't know. And there's like prettier people in the photo, and you're like, is that you? <laughs> right. I don't know. Yeah. Like when his friends are more Ooh. attractive, I'm like, oh, yeah. like, yikes. Yeah. Yikes. Um. So does so have you guys been in love then? Would you guys say you have been in love and what does that mean to you guys? Heart alert. Sorry, I'll, I'll edit this part out. You don't want to leave. Heart it. alert. Yeah, well, well, it'll be like it'll be alert. Like oh yeah, heart alert. <laughs> Speaking of y'all, yeah, add that. Speaking of hearts. Speaking of hearts. Yeah. Have you guys been in love? I know you when you were married and were you when you were in your hockey dude? Were you guys? in love and what does that mean like love to you i feel like i was i guess to me it means doing everything for that other person that i guess i can to make them happy mm-hmm. and i don't know what did you ever feel like you sacrificed yourself though in that um, in your marriage or relationship or whichever i feel like it was like yes and no like i wanted to do travel nursing since like before we broke up and he was not okay with it so I didn't do it because of that and what pushed me to do it was the breakup so I feel like if I hadn't done it 
and I would have stayed with him, I think I would have regretted it and maybe like resented that that aspect. Yeah. But you were in love then with him, and mm-hmm. that's what that's what love was to you was just right, like sacrificing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How about you, Britt? You've been in love with. Were you in love with your? Oh yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. How so? Um, I think for me it was, although like there was all these red flags, I think. For me, it was constantly choosing him despite everything that was happening. Like, we were having arguments and things like that, and I think I could still wake up and still want to be with him the next day. Like, there was nothing that deterred me from that love. Mm. And I, it was kind of, like, all-consuming. I didn't see any aspect of my life without him. I wanted him to be a part of everything that I was a part of. And I think just you know, missing someone and wanting them there, wanting to share your life with someone is huge. But I realized that, you know, being madly in love with someone is just like, despite all the shit, I still wanted to be with him. I still chose him. I still was like, we can find a way, we can work on it. Like, you know, there was always ways that I felt like we could make it better, I guess. Um, until, you know, of course it does get to a point where you're like, there's no fixing this. Right, right, right. Um, but I always say, you know, when I find the person that I'm going to marry and be with for the rest of my life, I want someone that, you know, a little argument is not going to deter them from the relationship. Mm-hmm. Like someone that will sit down with me and choose okay. me and want to work it out. And mm-hmm. I think that that's like really loving someone. Mm-hmm. But so. in that sense, though, both of you were kind of, I want to say... Not blind, but you both were, like your blind. Maybe your blinders were up that you could only see that this. I marry this person, or I'm with this person because I love them, or because yes. I want to yeah. do everything for them, regardless of all the like naysayers yeah, and all the negative yeah. and the red flags. You guys are like, no, I'm just gonna yeah. do it. I don't know. Yeah, and see, for me, like my background, like I was born in Mexico, so my parents raised me with those like once you marry that one person, like, you're going to stay with them forever. Mm -hmm. Like, my mom got married at 16. My dad was 21. They were married for 26 years. Um, And, like, they went through so much. So me seeing that or growing up with that, I was always like, okay, well, if my mom put up with this, then, like, this thing that he's doing is not that big of a deal or I can put up with it or I can look past it, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, always having that in the back of my mind, like, I have to make it work as my mom did or my parents made it work for this long or whatever like it went my thing was like once I married someone I was going to be with that person forever Mm. so I had always like I was always like okay we're going to make this work I can like I can just overlook this like it's not that big of a deal or you know I always had that mentality but then did you like work on that relationship so much to kind of continue that goal of like Mm -hmm. But then when it didn't happen, what did that... I mean, maybe I think so- that's why it's, like, so hard for me to move on right now. Or why I haven't, like, completely, like, just moved on. Or mm-hmm. it's harder for me. Because you still want it to... Do you still want well, it to work? I don't Please want don't it. No, I don't <laughs> okay. want it to work. But it's just, okay. like, moving past that after having that mentality for four years. Mm-hmm. It's um, hard to flip back to like not being with that person or not doing all these things for that one person like literally like I have all the time in the world to just do things for me whenever I was with this my ex like I hardly ever saw my friends I felt like I was so distant Uh from like 
like <laughs> back in college like I had the biggest group of friends like I was always I feel like I've always been a nurturer I was always like mm-hmm. one that like made sure they got home safe that they were okay at parties I what was always a designated <laughs> driver right, right right and then going from that to being in the relationship and like getting all the dry cleaning going to the grocery store cooking Jeez. dinner yeah. you know doing all the things to make his life easier I feel like and then going from that to just coming out here and it's like okay like all I have to do is worry about me yeah. and I have all this time to yeah. focus on me it's so it's weird and still getting used to how about you Brandon? you're over there when he talked about getting away from yeah, his friends no, it's, yeah it's true when I was you know in my relationship I he was definitely like the true narcissist and had controlled me to a point where he I had lost all my friends I wasn't really close with my family and it was him and you don't see it at the time that that's what they're doing because you're so in love with them you just want to make them happy and it was like everything I did there was a fucking problem there was always a problem (laughs) and you know he always thought everyone I talked to I was flirting with and we would get into like these like knockout screaming matches and you know, it reminds me of like, I always look back to this relationship because when I grew up, I grew up with an abusive father that Mm. yelled and screamed and cheated and, you know, all the things. And then Mm -hmm. I end up dating it and you don't realize that that's all I ever knew Mm -hmm. was Mm -hmm. that. And so to, you know, just go from living not the best childhood into that's the first person I dated. And I dated him when my dad was dying. So it was like I also went through losing my dad through that relationship. And then I really went through that. That's why that whole one year was so numb is because Uh. I lost so many things that, you know, were huge in my life. And I, I mean, I loved my dad, but, you know, growing up like that I didn't I only saw him sober the two years he was sick before he died Mm. and that was when I was with my ex and so that's kind of all I knew and you don't you know realize that at the time but now I look back and I'm like holy shit I was just literally dating my father Mm. and coming out of it you know it was a very abusive relationship it was like an in your face he was gonna knock my teeth out kind of things it was horrible but you get out of that and I was in such a bad spot. I was just bad, bad, bad. Like it wasn't just the sex, it was the drinking, it was all the things. And I think coming out of that hole is why now I'm like, I don't want you to be a part of my life if you're not gonna make every aspect of it better. If we're not good for each other, I don't want you in my life. And I think I just choose people more wisely now. And I don't really think I'm like a runner or any of those things. I'm like, if I just don't see it, I don't see it. So, you know, I think when you have a past like that, that's so broken, I refuse to ever be there again. Like Mm -hmm. I won't let anyone close to me in order to like bring me to that point. So. Sergio, do you wanna? (laughs) It's like like a lot to dive dive in there, but. Yeah, I mean, it's. I don't know, it's just, me and my ex never, like she said, physically fought or had huge arguments. We were always able to sit down, have a conversation about it, but I feel like it, it wasn't emotionally, what is the word? Um, it was very like emotionally draining, I feel oh, like, okay. yeah. So, I don't know, hmm. just, yeah. 
Yeah. Well, there's a lot of interesting takes in there, guys. Yeah. Just because relationships, even more now with dating, and and the more you like look back on your past relationships, will kind of help your future relationships too. Because you try not to make the same mistakes that you did before mm-hmm. with dating, and but even though you just never know with the people you date, and, and it's even more difficult now because there's just so many options out there. Where <laughs> like we talked about, like in the past, you would just meet somebody and that's who you would end up with but now you can meet somebody and then go online like hey there's somebody else mm-hmm. <laughs> like maybe yeah. it might work out with them maybe it might work out with them there's always the what ifs with these other people but mm-hmm. like i mean if you find something you know and it works out mm-hmm. yeah. you're happy yeah and from friends in the gay community i feel like their their experiences like there's they feel like there's always going to be like that other next best thing mm-hmm. out there so it's always like searching for the next best thing yeah, and I feel like true. with this dating app or uh, life that we have now, it's more more of an issue. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> a lot of stuff in there, guys. That was very good. Uh, hope you guys enjoyed being on the podcast. But I'll end. If you guys have anything else to add, feel free to. But I usually end my podcast with the question of, in a perfect world of sex and gender, what does that look like for you guys? But let's add in the in a perfect world of perfect relationships and communication what does that look like for you guys i guess for me it would be like someone that is passionate about something um that is very respectful towards me into like a relationship someone that wants to i guess right now like have fun and enjoy life but later on like settle down and have kids i feel like for me that would be like a picture perfect i guess relationship yeah, yeah. yeah but respect i feel like would be number one yeah how about you Britt? over there contemplating i can agree with those things um i think the biggest thing i've realized that i need in someone is them being open-minded and you would think it's something that's so easy to find but it really isn't especially with travel nursing you know i've been doing this for a year and the more, the longer I travel, the more I feel like people are not open to it because you're not always in their space 24-7 and you do have to be on the road and mm-hmm. it's it's hard for people to commit to that. And I think that just someone being open to like, okay, I'll stay with you while you travel and you know, I don't, if I go back to school, where am I gonna go back? Someone that's just open-minded and is okay with me not always being around, mm-hmm. I think is huge to me now, and it's very hard to find that, that someone feels comfortable enough or cares about you enough to say, okay, like I'm all right with all your travels mm-hmm. and your career choices. But also I think when I'm with someone, I, I think someone who like makes me laugh but also someone that's honest and I can trust are big things for me. Someone that will say what they feel, they won't hide it. If something bothers them, they talk about it. I'm huge on communication. Um, So I feel like those aspects are what's going to make the relationship, I guess, move forward. And then as it moves forward, you kind of go from there. But those are just like the general things that I look for in someone that I would see as like a partner. So. Well, thank you guys for being on the Cross the Ass podcast. You guys are really fun guests. So much information. I love it. And, and like the cool thing about this podcast is there's people who relate and listen. I have a fairly good amount of listeners. Not that many, like 260 an episode, which isn't bad. It's just like yeah. people. But I'm sure a lot of people will relate to you guys 
although we didn't touch on the bisexuality part, that's okay. I mean, yeah. Just dating stuff is yeah. like gender and sexuality is a spectrum anyways. And you like what you like and you find what you find. But I think there's a lot of commonalities that we can find with dating. And you heard it here. You guys talked about it. Like everybody has struggles with divorce or separation or dating and physical abuse or abuse, cheating, emotional cheating. There's a lot of that. And I think the more we talk about it, the more we're open and like keep an open ear and keep open mind. Yeah. I don't know. That's good. But thanks, guys. Thank you for having us. Hey, thanks, guys. Any last words? You guys want to say anything else? Add anything? No, thanks for having us. They're both single, guys. Everybody, they're both single. They're (laughs) looking to mingle. (laughs) (laughs) They're looking to mingle, guys. Okay, thanks, guys. And now it's time for Kirsten's Corner. (laughs) And this week's Kirsten's Corner. Kirsten's Corner. Yes. Uh, let's mm. talk cheating. Ugh. Specifically, emotional cheating versus physical cheating versus what the difference is. Well, the difference, the main difference is, is that there is no difference because cheating is cheating. Mm-hmm. So, but if you want to get technical, physical cheating is just like kissing someone fucking someone else mm-hmm. uh hugging no why would it, no i don't know physical contact as in well i mean sexually physical contact yeah, well, what, sexual hugging what is that i don't know i mean you know what i mean like oh if i kiss on the cheek like oh is that no kissing? because that's what's no. the intent it's all mm-hmm. about the in- so i think mm-hmm. if you're talking about physical cheating it's like intimate acts so kissing mm-hmm. or having you know any type of sexual act Mm-hmm. Okay, but emotional cheating, so a hug and a kiss on the cheek or whatever can be, emo- it could veer into emotional cheating because it's all about the intent behind it. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. It's all cheating. Well, what's your question? No, no, no. In this week's episode, in the interview that I have with uh, my coworkers, Sergio specifically talks about emotional cheating that he read through his ex's DMs mm, and saw that there okay. was like... I, he didn't go into specifics, but from what I interpreted is that whatever he was reading felt like emotional cheating. Okay. So does emotional cheating, what does that mean to you? Well, I think, what do you mean, what does it mean to me? How do you emotionally cheat on someone? Well, it's if you're sharing like intimate thoughts or feelings or actions with someone who is not your partner or your spouse or your significant other. Such as? What do you mean, such as? Like, if well, I think it could be a lot of things. Like, if you're sharing any aspects of your, if you have a relationship with someone else mm-hmm. that veers into what you have with your spouse, like, there's, you know, like talking about like some prop, like problems, like either your problems that you have with your partner, mm-hmm. with someone else, that could be like emotional cheating. It could be straight up just having feelings for somebody else. Mm-hmm. It could be, and, and and that, and it couldn't be like not on purpose. Like, you know, it's not even something you seek, but it just means that whatever you're craving emotionally that you need in your life, you're not getting it from your partner. So you're, you're finding it somewhere else. And I find, I think that's cheating, a form of cheating. Mm-hmm. So it has to be reciprocated, right? If one person no, is giving... No, not necessarily. Oh, what do you mean? Because because I could just be confiding in with someone else about my, you know, 
they they don't have to necessarily reciprocate but it's it's whatever i'm cheating on you it's not always or not you specifically but it's you're cheating on your partner and it, it could be with but it's like you're whatever you're doing is is it's something that you don't want your partner to know you know what i mean i think that's part of it too so secrecy and hiding yeah. and mm-hmm. lying is part of emotional yeah, cheating i think so do you agree i agree i think in sergio's case or from what I, again i interpret and what most i think emotional cheating i i also bring that up because we've been watching glee and in that <laughs> first season I, i've never seen an episode of glee prior to the like two weeks ago but in the first season schuster who's the glee teacher yeah yeah is oh yeah married mm-hmm. that's also why i brought this up and then He's married to this lame, crazy ass lady, crazy his, lady who yeah. pretends to be pregnant and has a hysterical pregnancy. Spoiler alert! I mean, who's know? really gonna watch? Glee? I mean, you are. I am, but so. But he, but the person he confides in most is another, is a coworker, fellow teacher, and you know you root for the because you know you root against this terrible wife because she's a liar. But we talked about it and like, oh, he's emotionally cheating with the other teacher and not you know because he doesn't get what he wants from his wife not does that mean i mean not that it makes it right for him to confide in his co-worker but it's, it's still... not wrong to confide in his co-worker but if it's a, if he's com- he's confiding in things that he's not confiding in with his wife or things that he doesn't feel comfortable with telling his wife or things that he doesn't you know whatever reason he's not telling his wife that's something that he needs to figure out on he has to realize and figure out on his own or like you know because but not that's with his wife? because he, no i mean not on his own but he has to realize that because it's like how are you how is he oh i lost my train of thought how is he what no, no i lost my train of thought oh okay sorry hmm hold on hold on emotionally cheating on his wife i lost my i forgot what i was gonna say so he's emotionally cheating on his wife with this girl but it doesn't necessarily make it right. Even though we're rooting for him and this other girl. Yeah, well, for me, it's rooting about making, like, it's like figuring out your relationship. You know, because if if you're not meant to be with the person you're with, mm-hmm. then that's okay. But you have to figure that out. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Because what's the point of whether or not his wife is fucking crazy? Mm-hmm. Like, he still has to figure out what he wants for himself. Mm-hmm. You know? And it's like, why are you holding on to a relationship that... You're, what are you getting out of it if you're if mm. what you're getting your emotion and your part like feeling a partnership or like a whatever what level of intimacy even if it's not physical there's still an intimacy there with sharing your thoughts and feelings and whatever with someone else so how do and you, like i agree uh-huh. like there's things like you know you can have a best friend you can have mm-hmm. other people in your life who's your person that maybe you don't discuss like with your spouse there's like a certain things i think that you know you don't always have to tell but like i think there's also like a level of you know you have to share everything with them almost everything mm-hmm. like on like on gray's you know Grey's Anatomy, Cr- yes. christina is meredith's person mm-hmm. you know and i think there's things that she would tell christina that she wouldn't tell Derek. but i think at the end of the day like she would share almost all of it like with with Derek. you know mm-hmm. what i mean Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, those are fake people, but I think it really works. It's it's really true. So you know the idea of the work husband and yeah. work wife. You want to explain that? Like, I think that's okay. 
I think because what is that? I don't know what that is. You want to explain to the I, you, listener? Are you just saying that you don't know, or you just want me to explain it? You, a little bit of both. Just for it's the like listener. your work best friend, but if it's like your, it's kind of like if you see like if you think of your work, people at your work and your coworkers as like a type of family or a type of unit. Mm-hmm. There's someone that you like usually drift towards, and I think it's if that person is of the opposite sex, they're your work spouse. Mm-hmm. Like some people mm-hmm. have like a work best friend or like yeah. a work. Yeah, wife or work. That's what's the yang. That's the yang, and, and the I think thing, again yeah. that like that to me that is okay as long as it's truly platonic. And yeah, you can talk about personal stuff, and like mm-hmm. they're they're your friend, you know. But then again, if there's like if you're talking about, I mean, it's like you know when you cross the line. Yeah. You have to know when you cross the line, and it's like I can't tell you when that is because it could be different for each person, mm-hmm. you know. So how do you prevent emotional cheating? Specifically. I mean, you can prevent physical cheating by not sleeping or not kissing or not, yeah. you know, f- like physically restraining yourself. Like I feel like also emotion, like depending on the type of physical cheating, mm-hmm. I think. What do you mean? Oh, like, depending on like if it's like you was. have like if you get drunk and like randomly hook up with someone, I feel like because there is there's something in your relationship that you're lacking whether mm-hmm. it be physical intimacy sure. or emotional intimacy sure and i think to prevent emotional cheating i th- it's there's always something lacking and it's not always like because you are wrong or because your partner is wrong maybe there's like just a like a breakdown of communication or whatever yeah. it is or it could be like schedules there's there's a breakdown somewhere i mean i'm not a relationship expert obviously but i mean <laughs> but like you know what I mean like it's there's there's a breakdown somewhere so what was yeah. your original question so yeah so what leads to emotional cheating and how you prevent it is communication lack of communication lack of lack of there's uh, a lack con- of something there's a, con- it's a, it, there's a lack of a lack of something or too much something you know what I mean like mm. it, because no relationship is perfect but I think I think it's also the desire to want to make it work and it has to go both ways, mm-hmm. you know? I mean, that's the... the This episode specifically is about dating dating in the the now. Like, yeah. the, right, the people I interviewed are Brit and Sergio, and they're currently single, and mm-hmm. they're trying to date mm. right now. But they were in previous relationships where they faced struggles and hardships because... They there cheated, was, or they were. Cheated it seems on. like they were cheated on, or they mm. had emotional cheating aspects. And for the cross yas listener, who, or any listener, who is dating or you know in a relationship or wanting to be in a relationship, mm-hmm. the struggle becomes: How do I make this last? If that's what you're trying to do, right? Yeah. Like, can you have emotional cheating without the physical cheating? Can you have physical cheating? Can you have are they mutually exclusive? No, can you have... I don't think so. I think you can physically cheat without and, being emotional. Yeah, because you could again, you could go somewhere and just like get drunk or just decide to like hook up with a random person. Yeah, but I think that that doesn't happen without there being a reason, you know, as to why you're mm-hmm. cheating. You know, whether whether you might not be emotionally cheating, but there's some sort of breakdown as to why you feel like you need to cheat or like mm-hmm. what in you made you cheat. You know what I mean? Mm. Because if you don't want to cheat, then you won't cheat. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you, and yeah. then if you do and you don't know why, then there's something wrong there. Like, and it, maybe it's not something yeah. wrong with your relationship, but there's something wrong right with that yourself you, with yourself that you need to work on. You know? Right. Yeah, and I think again, I'm trying to you know I'm not trying to like analyze, but Sergio's relationship—they were both gay. 
I mean, they both still are, but he's older. He's like 17 years older than he is, and oh, they were married okay. for a couple years. Whoa! But he said he had found. You gotta listen to the episode. He had um, he had looked through his partners partners like inst- Instagram. That's how you always know. Apparently, yeah. and he saw there was a bunch of DMs that were like really inappropriate with other men, okay, boys, guys. Yeah. I don't know, and that. In that sense, he probably hasn't discovered himself, or I don't know who yeah. knows. But he something was lacking in that relationship. Yeah. So it's and again, it might not be those specific people, but yeah. it's that his partner, or whatever, was seeing an opportunity. You know, whether if he's not getting right. what he's not, something is not fulfilled. You know, and I mean, like even like with you, like you have a lot people. Like you talk to a lot of people. You know, mm-hmm. being Giselle and all that stuff. Like you talk to a lot of people, but I don't feel the need to like know what you're saying to all these people because I, one I trust you and two like yeah. we, you don't tell me every single thing that happens in your life but it's like I feel like we communicate and it's like I feel like if some honestly I feel like if someone were to hit on you or like send you like a dick pic or something you'd be like oh, check this out you know what I mean <laughs> you know what I mean but like yeah. I, it's like I don't know I feel like we communicate well and I think that's a big part of it and I think that you a, a lot of people or I mean sometimes like when you have like people sliding into DMs or like people responding to that type of thing it's like they're they're missing something or mm-hmm. they want something else that they're not getting mm-hmm. yeah so and like I, I'm not saying like I, I know I was like when you first brought up the topic I was like Ugh, cheaters eh. because I'm not saying that cheaters are bad people but I think the act of cheating is bad you know because like mm-hmm. sometimes like honestly people make mistakes people change and like you know, people say once a cheater, always a cheater. You know, like Rachel, <laughs> Rachel Rachel's mom. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, that's not necessarily true because like I know that people fuck up. Like people fuck up, they make mistakes. Yeah. And like people can learn from that and change and grow, etc. Like you, you know what I mean? Yeah, I've cheated. Yeah, you know, and I, I mean, like for you, you saw that because you were lacking, you know, sex. Yeah. Okay, relax. <laughs> but you were lacking like a stable relationship, something yeah. like real, and I think. I think that you could have, you could have broken up with her, instead of cheating on her. You could have. Ah, we. You could have. You could have. Let's. You know I'm what I mean? Too, yeah, yeah. You're that. That's something in you. I don't think you would do it again because I think, one, because it's me. But two, I don't think <laughs> you could do it again because I feel like, one, you learned from that, and I feel like you're a stronger person and you know more now than you did back then. You know. So. Okay, let me ask you this. It's like uh, one of the last questions. Well, many other questions. Do you, if you were in a re- if emotional cheating or cheating is the only way you knew how to get out of a relationship, What's, should you do it? Or no, is that wrong? Do I don't think it? I don't think that's the only way. Okay. There's no there's that's never the only way. Unless it's like she's going to murder you. You know what I mean? <laughs> but I don't think that's the only way. For me, I felt like Yeah, but the thing is needed. that's what you felt at the time. Yeah. And I was also and so that's young. that's like yeah, that's what I'm saying. So it's like I don't think you would do that anymore. But like that's not the only way and I'm sure if you asked some one of your older fellow people yeah. if it's the only way, they could have told you there's another way. You know what I mean? Like So, so again, so for <laughs> there's other ways, but it's maybe things that you didn't want to do or didn't yeah, know how to do. Yeah. So I think that's, that's you know, because okay. you could have put a restraining order on her, which you're not going to do because that's intense. So do you think you can prevent cheating? emotional cheating? Yeah. By just breaking up with somebody? Do you think that's you think it's proper just to break up with someone before you cheat on them? Is that what is that how it should work out? <laughs> like, 
to not cheat, you have to and break up with somebody. Just break up with yeah. Them. I mean, if you mm-hmm. really want to sleep with someone else, if you really want to pursue another relationship with someone else, break up with the person you're with. There you like, go. Yeah, you know what? The, what sense. else is there? That's what relationships are for. If you want to f- sleep around, then yeah. If you're both agreeing to a, a stable, long term yeah, relationship, what's the, what's... you guys have to talk and communicate. Yeah, huh? communicate because the thing is, it could it also it could also be, you know, like, I mean, cheating has to mean you're in a relationship with someone True. because because it can't be like those we're hooking up and she sleeps with someone else like yeah, you guys aren't in a relationship yeah, you have to that's it's all about communication guys and it's about like the thing is like the Sergio and her his husband uh ex-husband now were married for two years before he was like before he just I don't know if he decided to mostly cheat or cheat but mm-hmm. like you should do it early right like you should break up early with someone before you like extend a relationship because then it makes it harder to yeah. End it because he was I don't know why he cheated. Why, yeah. you know, or not he, even it doesn't have to be end it. It could be figure out why you want to cheat. Like or, I don't even think it could Yeah, sometimes it's already, yeah. sometimes it means ending a relationship. Sometimes it means because you're in a relationship with someone because at one point in time you thought that you wanted to be with that person. Yes. So either f- figure out if you want to be with this person or if you don't. Or you know, it. but it just yeah. gets stickier or more difficult. Yeah. When you start adding stuff like, "Hey, we have a kid." Hey, we have a mortgage. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, yeah. we have this. But the thing is, the thing is, like, you can't say that you should end it before you have a kid because the thing is, you don't know. Like, you don't know because yeah. it's like it could be that whatever reason, like after having a kid, communication is harder. You realize that things are hard when you have a kid. Figure out. But you should. But figure out what the problem is, because what if you wanted to have kids and then, you know, like things change and like you realize that having a kid is hard. So don't say, oh, we should break up now. Figure out but why. You're not, but you're not saying let's have a kid. Okay, now let's figure it out. You're saying let's figure out. Before no, 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 we have no. A kid. Okay. Yeah, figure out. Well, no, no, no. I'm saying like figure figure out why you don't want to be in a relationship anymore. Right. Right. You know, right. because some also sometimes people have kids and they don't meet. Like sometimes people. Yeah have a kid on accident you know what i mean like oh yeah it's unplanned but i don't think it should be break up with a person before you cheat it should be like don't cheat don't cheat. right 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 yeah but if if you are like again this is the lacking if there's something lacking in that relationship you need to figure that out before you go any further the yeah. same with yourself like you need to figure out what you're lacking in yourself before you yeah i mean ideally like you want to be you know in a good place before you start a relationship but like that's you know rare well yeah the hope is you're both you're you're a independent you're self-aware person you're very self-aware about what your feelings are what you want in your relationship and you've hopefully been through enough that you realize this is what i want this is what i don't want and you're able to continuously communicate that with the other person because your needs and wants may change but you're always constantly i don't know talking with one another Mm mm-hmm yeah so the so the takeaway from this is don't cheat don't cheat in any shape or form yeah physical emotional and like if you're not sure if it's cheating then i feel like it's probably cheating right or like it's it's deception it's like if you're if you're wondering is this cheating like maybe you should like talk about it with someone if you're you know what i mean like I don't know. Like, if you think it's cheating, it's to me, it's probably cheating. If is it? What's the phrase? If it walks like a duck and talks like a duck, it's a duck. Cheating. Yeah. Oh, stupid. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Well, that's cool. I don't know. 
Yeah. People make mistakes though, so. But you hopefully learn from it and then don't make those mistakes again. Yeah. And find what you want and figure it out. We can figure it out and communicate it. Anyway, we can figure it out. All right, there. And that was corner. (laughs) And that was Kirsten's corner about emotionally cheating slash cheating. Thanks, guys. Bye. Curse is corner. And that's it for this week's episode, guys, where you heard Sergio and Britt talk about their own dating lives, love lives, and past love lives in the main part of the episode. And you heard Kirsten talk about emotional cheating in Kirsten's corner. Um, it is almost May, guys. Hope you guys are enjoying what it is left of being at home. Uh, if you guys are actually working out there, because you're a first-line responder or front-line responder or healthcare worker, thanks to you guys for keeping other people safe and healthy. I will be back hopefully soon in a week or two with a new episode. Uh, I have some interviews that I'm probably going to release, do some book reviews whenever I get a chance to. So stay safe, guys. Wash your hands. Stay healthy uh, and exercise. But as for now... You know the outro, keep it fresh and stay blessed. Remember, you're gorgeous. Again, I'm not here to treat or diagnose anything, guys. I'm just here to tell my story. I have people come on the podcast and tell their story, and and maybe you guys can learn from it. And I hope it helps you guys understand the world of cross-dressing and gender a bit more.